Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent bride Jess Chill about her wedding at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. She had a beautiful wedding, and I thought you guys would be interested to hear about it and how she chose the Swan and Dolphin and how everything turned out. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today, all the way from Brisbane. Mm-hmm, in Australia. Yep. Awesome. So first, I'm curious how an Australian or two Australians like yourselves ended up getting married at Walt Disney World and specifically the Swan and Dolphin. Walt Disney World was actually where Dave actually proposed in uh, December 2011. Yeah. So we thought we you know, went back and forth here in Brisbane looking for places to get married and we uh, spoke to a friend who got married overseas and they said, oh, you have to do it. You know, it was the best thing ever. And so they said, why don't you get married at Disney? I'm like, I don't even know if Disney do weddings. So anyway, I did some research and I did come across the fairy tale weddings first and I, um, I looked into it and I just thought it was way out of our budget. We could probably get something back home for around the same price, if not a little bit less, maybe. So then that was kind of put on the back burner and then I don't even know how I stumbled across it, but I must have been on the Diz boards or perhaps I joined the Facebook group and I read about one of the girls' weddings at the Swan and Dolphin. And so I looked into that and it was a much better option for us. You know, they were a lot cheaper and I still got to have the Disney wedding. The only thing, you know, the only limitations there were not having Cinderella's carriage, which I didn't want anyway, and the Magic Kingdom photo shoot, which I was a bit disappointed in. But I know that their photographers can be a bit of a, a hit and a miss. And for the amount of money that you shell out for that, you really want to be able to choose your own photographer, I think. So everything else we could source by our own vendors and doing my own research. And so we ended up just going for it. We obviously spoke with our family and you know, our immediate family first to run the um, the thought by them because obviously Orlando is 17 hours on a plane away. So we wanted to make sure that our immediate family could make it and they were all happy. And so we decided to go for it. That's great. I think if it were reversed and we had told our family, we need you to go to Australia for our wedding, they would have been like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a long way on a plane, but most of our friends and family ended up making it a holiday like the exchange rate from Australia to US is quite good at the moment so and it was during our school holidays they have a two-week period so our family some of our families traveled together which would have been a lot of fun for a couple of weeks before they went down to Orlando for the wedding and a couple of other friends went to New York and San Fran first so you know they really got to make a holiday out of it. That's great. How many guests did you end up having? We had 21 people come over. So they were a mix of uh, family and, and friends. So it was a really good mix and quite intimate. Yeah. That's cool. Now, which ceremony and reception venues did you choose at the Swan? So we uh, had the ceremony at the Crescent Terrace, 
which is at the Swan, and then we had canapes and uh, cocktails in a private outdoor area, which I think you can also have a smaller ceremony at. And then we went inside to Il Molino, the Italian restaurant, for dinner. So it was all kind of held at the Swan. We didn't have to really travel that far. So, you know, it was all contained at the one hotel. That's great. And so I assume you planned the reception through Il Molino. Did you use their private room or...? Um, yeah, so we dealt with Erica there and she was really great. And yeah, we just hired out one of their private rooms and we just had a minimum spend to meet, which was, you know, $1,500. So it really wasn't a lot at all. And yeah, we dealt with her by email and I mean, it was no no issues at all. It flowed through really well. That's cool. Did you add any floral or decor or anything like that to your meal? The day before the wedding, I just rang a local florist and got a couple of bunch of flowers delivered to the swan, to the room that I was staying in. And a couple of days before that, I bought some glass jars from Walmart and I just put them in lots of little vases in, in the jars, sorry, the flowers and put them on the table the, the morning of the wedding. And then we also repurposed the flowers from the arch, from the ceremony on the table and greenery productions, I think they're called. They did that for us. So but we had a bit of a mix of, you know, professional and unprofessional flowers at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is really interesting. You're quite resourceful. I think even coming from the US, I wouldn't have tackled that. So tell me a bit about how did you find Greenery Productions and what parts did they do and what parts did you do? I got them recommended by Just Mary, who were the coordinators that you go through to have the ceremony at the Swan Hotel. And I had sent through Erin a whole heap of photos that I'd found from Pinterest and said, can we try and create this? And she said, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I didn't even find out right towards the last couple of months that we were working with Greenery Productions. When I found out, I read a lot of stuff that they were, you know, did amazing work. So they did the um, the four-poster arch. They did the aisle runner, my flowers, and they also had a chandelier hanging from the arch as well. I also had a, um, a small table just before I walk up the aisle with a small little bunch of flowers with a little sign, you know, that says, um, you know, choose a seat not a side or whatever. And so those flowers were done by me. And also the main flowers on the reception table were done by me the day before. So yeah, I'm a mix of both. And I thought that it would be a little bit cheaper to do those flowers myself just by researching a couple of local florists online, knowing that Walmart is, you know, amazing. We don't have anything like that here in Australia. And I knew that I could find the jars that I wanted there for $10 for like a whole bunch of, you know, 12 of them, I think for $5. So, I mean, it was really quite easy and it kind of calmed me down the day before <laughs> doing that sort of thing. Oh, that's interesting. So rather than being like a stressful last minute thing mm -hmm. you had to do, it was actually calming. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My sisters and I just dismantled the flowers and put them in jars and yeah, it was, um, it was quite good. <laughs> That's cool. So do you mind sharing how much it all ended up costing for greenery productions and for the DIY flowers? I think it was about 3000 That like That included the archway, like all the stuff from greenery productions. I think it was about three, might have even been close to four. And, and I'll tell you the reason why I spent so much was because I was so petrified that it was going to rain. And so if it was going to rain we were going to be shoved in an ugly conference room. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll say I'm pretty sure it was about 4000 in total. So it was way more than I wanted to spend. But I think for, for having the security and not to make me stress out on the day, it was quite important. Cool. So you worked with Greenery Productions. Did you use any other outside vendors and how did you find them? 
I did spend a lot of time researching, looking up blogs, reviews from past brides, and we actually came over in October of 2012 for 10 days. Quick trip to Disney, very jet lagged, but the purpose of it mainly was to you know, to double check that we still, even though all the invitations had already gone out, but we wanted to make sure all was good, meet with the wedding coordinators, Erica at El Molino, have a tasting, meet with the photographers and and a few other um, hair and makeup trials. And it was well worth the trip because I ended up not using some of the vendors that we had previously met on that trip. So even though it was hard letting go of those vendors, I felt that we, we had to, to try and get the better value for money and not having to worry or stress on the day and, you know, ultimately being happy with the end result. Well, now that's an interesting point because often you'll have like a trial with your hair and makeup person and usually you like it and you go with that person. Mm -hmm. Did you have someone else lined up who you then had a trial with or how did you know who to pick instead? So that was also the hard thing, you know, we changed our photographer and my hair and makeup. I mean, it was hard because I knew that I couldn't make another trip to Orlando to meet with somebody. So I was back to the drawing board looking at reviews and, you know, more recent brides reviews and and their weddings to see how, you know, their photos and their hair and makeup went. And then with the photographers, I had, you know, shortlisted it to about three or four and I had a couple of friends review their work and then we decided to meet. Um, one of them on, you know, on Skype, which is, you know, Skype is amazing because you can really talk to someone and rather than just through email. Um, and from there, yeah, we made our decision who to go with. And with the hair and makeup, I ended up booking a trial. I was in Orlando about 10 days before the wedding. So I was able to have a trial in the first two days there. And I figured if, if I still wasn't happy, then I'd either try and work with them on the day or give them more guidance or look for somebody else. <laughs> And, and it was fine. It was it was it was actually really beautiful on the day, so I was really happy. That's great. And now, did your wedding have any Disney touches or a theme? We had Minnie and Mickey come to the wedding after the ceremony. We kept it a surprise from everybody, so um, it was well worth it to see their looks on their faces. You know, a couple of friends were like, "Jess, did you know that these these people, the, you know, Minnie and Mickey were coming?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, you know, the look on everybody's face was just priceless. And honestly, it was, I know a lot of girls debate about whether or not to have them or include any sort of, you know, Disney characters. And I just think that it added such a fun element to the day, especially after the ceremony when our nerves, you know, had finally disappeared and we could, you know, just enjoy the the time that they were there. That's cool. So that's something good to point out is that when you get married to this one and dolphin, even though it's not a Disney's fairy tale wedding, you can have Disney characters at the event. Did they come to your, like your champagne cake and champagne reception or whatever? Yep. Yep. So in the, in the Crescent Terrace, there's a big kind of open area around the outside and they bought out the cake that we had, the champagne. And then there's a big long walkway and yeah, Minnie and Mickey came down. There was lots of room to move and interact with them. So yeah, it was, it was really well. Uh, We had a lot of onlookers from, you know, walking over the boardwalk, looking, you know, (laughs) looking out, but I mean, look, it, it was fine. It was really good. That's neat. So that you were saying that's a really good value and you talked about how you'd kind of gone over your budget with the floral, but that turned out to be something that you liked. Were there any other areas that you were either planning to splurge or to save budget-wise? So yeah, I spoke about the ceremony. You know, we were, I mean, I was particularly worried about being in a, in an ugly conference room and that's why I spent the money on the, um, on the decorations. But I also spent money on the photography. The original photographer that we had budgeted was 
well below our price. So I originally thought, yay, we're saving money. But I, I just think that you can't put a, um, a value on photography. I mean, I know that you know there is limitations, but these are the only things that you're really going to have at the end of the day, five or ten years' time. And two, it was important for us because because it was a destination wedding. We had many friends and family who weren't able to make it to Orlando. So I wanted to be able to, when I show them the photos, I want them to feel like they were there with us. And the only other thing that we kind of invested our money in really was making sure that our friends and family had a great time and experience in Orlando. And I know that must seem funny, but I know we just felt really blessed and happy that we and grateful that our friends and family flew 17 hours across the world to see us get married so we spent a a decent amount of money on doing things to make sure that they had a good time you know we had a dessert party and we had a a ride mix in at test track and you know apart from the wedding honestly that was like the highlight of their whole trip you know they thought that we were just we were awesome and Disney was amazing and we really everyone felt like VIPs that night and we had a dinner the night before at Ohana and we had a breakfast to uh, cure the hangover at Chef Mickey's and we did welcome bags so we really I mean it was everyone's first trip to Walt Disney World so we wanted to make it memorable. That sounds like it really was. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about that dessert party because that's another thing that I think that people don't know is that even if you get married at the Swan and Dolphin, you can work with Disney catered events to plan a dessert party in one of the parks. So can you tell me a little bit about how you got the ball rolling and what it was like to work with them? So I think I just sent off an email to Disney catered events and it took a while to get started with them, I must admit. But as soon as I had a planner, we worked so well together. We went back and forth on menus. They did remind me quite a few times, you know, you can't wear your wedding dress into the park. I said, yep, that's fine. The dessert party was two days before the wedding. So that, that was not an issue. And so, yeah, we went back and forth on the desserts. I'd read also on the Disney forums and also on the Facebook page about about different menu options. So we chose our menu and probably about maybe about three or four months out, I'd read somewhere that someone had a, one of the other girls had a ride mix-in. And so I emailed her and I said, oh, is this this possible? And she said, of course. So we decided to do test track because we had a few older people in the group. I wasn't really sure about Soren, you know, after eating dessert. But (laughs) (laughs) so Test Track had only just reopened as well, I think in the summer just before. So look, it was amazing. On on the night, we got absolutely spoiled by our server. He led us into the park a little bit earlier. He let our friends and family roam the park for about 45 minutes before our dessert party started. Um, You know, it was food and wine festival. So we all got onto the margaritas at Mexico and then I cannot say enough good things about Disney catered events. You know, I know sometimes they get a bad rap, but I could not have been happier with the service that that they gave us on that night and leading up to it. It was just awesome. I'll explain that a little bit for anyone who's listening. A ride mix-in is where you are basically escorted onto the ride with your entire party, but you don't have to pay to buy out the ride. You just go at the end of the night when it's easier for them to kind of slot you guys in and you kind of get to skip the line. Uh, Did they charge you, let's see, you guys were probably paying a viewing fee already to see the show, so they they didn't charge you anything extra for the ride mix-in, right? No, they did. So we had to pay $12.95 
per person for the viewing fee for anyone that doesn't have park tickets, but they also charge just $15 per person also if you didn't have a, a park ticket. And most of our guests didn't. They were only there. They were only had like a two- or three-day park hopper. So, um, and Epcot wasn't a park that they were going to visit. So, you know, it, it was something that we wanted to do. And because we only had 21 people, it wasn't a huge expense. Uh, like I imagine for people with weddings of 100 people, it would be – quite a costly experience, but for us it was well worth the money. Right. And then your dessert party location was interesting. You used Norway, and that's one of the smaller locations that you don't see as often. So can you tell us a little bit about how you liked that? It was really good, actually. And when they suggested Norway to us because we had under 25 people, I hadn't really seen any dessert parties there at all. So I was a little bit concerned. But look, it was a fabulous location. There was a tree uh, like a quite a big tree towards the um, the right hand side of it, but um, if you kind of it was quite a long space, so we were able to you know all huddle towards the um, the left hand side of the viewing area, and it was just awesome. You know everyone could have a seat and have a look at the fireworks. We didn't have any smoke blowing our way, so look, it was it was the perfect viewing spot. The toilets were close by. We weren't all the way around the back of the park, so you know people didn't have to walk as far you know, the older people. So look, it it was all in all, it was a really good location. That's great. Well, do you have any tips then for anybody who might be considering a swan and dolphin event or maybe for those who are looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings? I definitely just think that you should just price up the difference. And, And that's what we did to price up the difference between the two weddings. And I'm sure that you know, the swan is going to come out on top. You know, you have control of so many more things. And I, I think that it's important. It's your wedding and you should be able to have what, what you want. And um, I think that the swan is exactly, exactly that. Unless you're dead set certain on having the Magic Kingdom photo shoot, then, you know, there's not really much else difference between the two kind of organizations apart from, you know, the more flexibility. And... I guess just decide on the top two or three things that you want to spend your money on and then try and, you know, lower the budgets on other things to enable you to have what is important on your wedding day. That's good advice. Yeah, definitely. Well, Jess, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips and shared some things that people might not have known about Swan and Dolphin Weddings, and I appreciate your taking the time. No worries at all. Thank you so much. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.